0: Every Arizona homeowner's best friend for 30 years. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the House. Well, I'm riding singing the same old. Hey y'all, good morning, it's Rosie on the house. Another edition of Arizona's Weekend Wake Up Call. We're here with our complete staff this morning for the sole purpose of working a little bit the next four hours in trying to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Whatever you're trying to tackle in and about your house, home, castle, or cabin, from the bottom of the foundations to the top of the rooftop, give us a chance to solve your home improvement questions. That all comes later in the show. I don't know how we're doing it, but we do it every single Saturday. We pack 10 hours of information in a four-hour broadcast. And as you know, the 10 o'clock hour, we always drill down on something very specific. The 9 o'clock hour is when you from across the great state of Arizona can call us and ask us any question you want about your house. Air conditioning, drywall, painting, roofing, cabinets, countertops, plumbing, whatever it is. 8 o'clock hour, we always talk about outdoor living in the garden and fertilizing and watering and trimming and hedging and pruning. And growing. But uh, 7 o'clock hour is me and Jennifer's hour.
1: This is part of being best friend is telling you all about this wonderful state of Arizona and all the great things that you can go out and do after you finish all these things that Rosie's going to help you get done at your house. Or maybe... As in our case before, <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, but way before, way before we memories we get, are more important
1: uh, than anything, memories right? are more
0: important than finishing that bathroom, that whole bathroom remodel in our house. That's for sure. <laughs> and one of the places we're taking y'all this morning is to a beautiful little corner of southeastern Arizona. It's just down the road from the town of Sierra Vista. It's up a dead end road. It's up Ramsey Canyon, and we're taking you to the Ramsey Canyon. We have the owner, Shirlene DeSantis. Shirlene, thanks a million for joining us here this morning.
2: Good morning. Nice to be here with you.
0: Oh, hey.
1: It seems to me that she lives in a little piece of heaven, don't you think? Uh, It's just a beautiful. (laughs) I think so. Oh, my gosh. What a privilege to live in a spot like Ramsey Canyon.
0: Oh, folks, if y'all haven't traveled there, you are going to want to travel there after this visit with Miss Shirlene. Jennifer and I have been there. We've actually stayed at the inn. I think that was given to us as a gift from, from your dad, right?
1: Yes, and I think it was 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, it was a while ago. But Too absolutely long, we got to go back. And, and we keep sending people down there, but we never go back. We keep telling people, you've got to go to Ramsey Canyon Inn. So, Miss Charlene, tell us about your history there on the property. It's absolutely, like Jennifer said, I don't think it's a little piece of heaven. I think it's a big piece mm-hmm. of heaven.
2: Well, I think I have to agree with you. <laughs> uh, about 30 years ago... My uh, my mom and I were talking. I lived in Alaska, and my mom and I were talking on the phone, and she had this little piece of property up in Ramsey Canyon that was sitting vacant, and she didn't know what to do with it. So I told her she should make a bed and breakfast out of it because I knew that people came from all over the world to go to the Nature Conservancy next door to see the birds. So about two weeks later, she called me and said, why don't you come open a bed and breakfast? And uh, I had just found out I was going to have my first grandchild, so I said yes immediately. Hmm. And uh, I've been here. I opened April second, nineteen eighty-eight. So I've been
0: here thirty years. And Miss Shirley, what what were you doing in
2: Alaska? I was in the property management business. I oh, was in real estate!
0: Oh, that bodes well for running uh, uh, an inn and a bed and breakfast. The details of knowing what the customers want—that's huge.
2: Yes, it is.
0: Okay, so from property management in Alaska, pack your bags and end up at a dead end road up Ramsey Canyon at the Ramsey Canyon Inn. And this is 1988.
1: Yes. Was there was there already the the inn there, or did y'all build that?
2: No, the inn was uh, a little two bedroom house that my parents had, had built uh, when they were remodeling their home, and uh, my brother had torn it up to remodel it, so it, it sat here vacant for many, many years. And then I came, and my dad, and my brother, and my sons, who were all contractors, all got together and added. Two bedrooms back and three up and built me a, <laughs> a new bed and breakfast. And I had never even stayed in a bed and breakfast. <laughs>
0: how, now, how long has the property been in your family? How long did your parents have it before they recruited you to join them?
2: Well, they bought, my parents bought it in 1963.
0: Where were they?
2: They moved down from Tucson.
0: Okay. My, all right. Contractor moves down from Tucson to Ramsey Canyon Inn, and, and he spent the rest of his working career servicing the, the Sierra Vista area?
2: Yes, he did.
0: Can you imagine having that to go home to every night? Folks, if you haven't been there, you've got to get to the website Ramsey Canyon Inn and just start taking a look at the facility. It, Like Jennifer says, it's more than just a little piece of heaven. So you opened in 1988. You throw the doors open. How long did you have to wait for your first customer?
3: Oh,
2: my first customer came before I even had my stove in the <laughs> kitchen. I, we were making reservations. Uh, we started making reservations about a month before we opened, and we planned on April 2nd. And I called the the gals that were coming down. It was some gals from Tucson, and they said, "Oh." I don't have my stove in. And they said, don't worry about it. We want to come anyway. We want to be the first ones there. And so my mother was kind enough to make them breakfast and bring it over to them. (laughs) And they came back and back and back for many years.
0: Well, when we stayed, and and if you've had it since 88, we were probably there in the early 90s, mid-90s. And and when you were, when you sat down in the in the great room and just read the roster of where people were coming from, coming from there just in the first decade you were open, I was amazed at how many places were were named not just in Arizona and across the country but from all over the globe there were people coming.
2: Absolutely, I I I haven't kept track of how many countries I've had here, but it, a lot of countries. What is the biggest draw, Charlene? birds mainly maybe hummingbirds but uh, all kinds of birds are here it's one of the top 10 birding spots in the united states plus it's it's nature you can be right with nature there's there's deer and and wild turkey and cotamundi and ringtail cats and uh, raccoons there's all kinds of nature right here and for people who like to hike the trails are just amazing
0: and and when jennifer and i would hike the trails we literally had to shoo the deer off the trail to make your way (laughs) up the path (laughs) that's about how it is yes and 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 now y'all have turkey moving into that area yes we
2: have uh the wild turkeys moved up from from Mexico many many years ago, and they have have uh, really populated the canyon.
0: Now, is is that the Miriam turkey or is that the Gould turkey? That's the ghoul's turkey. The this is turkey. about okay. the only
2: place in the United States you'll see the ghoul's turkey. Uh,
0: yeah, they're very limited to a very small area, just right there in, in the Huachucas in particular. We've seen a couple up at the Baba Kamari in years past where we we're riding our horses up there. So just around the corner. From right.
1: Now, yeah, Charlene, right. As, as you walk the trails, do those trails belong, is that like Arizona State uh, land, well, or is that a conservancy? You, when or, you
2: leave my property you go to the nature conservancy they have 300 acres and they have nature walks and and uh little trails and then you go through their property and you head up the mountain and then you get into forest service and you can literally go from here to mexico if you want to on those trails and all over the mountains there's just an unlimited supply of trails to to hike once you get up there that that's, there's water along the way you know the, the creek the creek runs along the way so it's it's really quite nice
0: that's Coronado national forest and the beginning of the arizona trail isn't too far from ramsey canyon it's just around the corner right at the very tip of the huachuca mountains as they just come down to kiss the international border that's right where the right. trail starts
2: the Coronado National Monument, yes. Yeah. That's where that's Coronado crossed into Arizona. That's a fascinating place to visit as well.
1: So you, yes. you mentioned to me something that's a sky island when it rises the up Huachucas. like The Huachucas. The Huachucas.
2: Arizona has lots of sky islands, and they're just these little mountain ranges that come up out of the desert, and they have their own little ecosystem that's that's not found sometimes anywhere else. We have uh, rare plants here and rare snakes and rare frogs that are not, not found anywhere else. They're just found here. So it's it's uh, for birders and, and uh, buggers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: My next-door neighbor is a, a USDA-retired entomologist, and he's still discovering bugs and butterflies and stuff here. He's
0: just, he's in heaven. Well, all, we, all we've all we talked about so far is just the area and the attractions. We're going to have to go on a little break here in a couple of minutes. But, boy, there's so much more to talk about. There's, like, if you visit the website, Ramsey Canyon Inn, one of the first things you're going to see uh, under the tab of lodging is an assortment of unbelievable homemade pies and cobblers. And I want to talk a little bit about when guests come into the area and the Ramsey Canyon Inn, um, where where does Charlene send them for dining in and about and around the area? The restaurant you and I had a fabulous meal at 20 years ago uh, was the Mesquite Tree. That building is now vacant, so Jennifer, there's your opportunity to jump mm. up and open a little steakhouse right there in Hereford, Arizona. We're here talking with Charlene DeSantis, owner of Ramsey Canyon Inn. We're doing this to highlight the entire area in and about and around Sierra Vista, which is the destination of the Sanderson Ford, Rosie on the House staycation for this month. If you've never traveled the southeastern corner of Arizona, you are missing one of the most beautiful, one of the most serene, and absolutely, hands down, One of the most historic corners of all of Arizona. The Santa Cruz, the San Pedro River coming up through Mexico were literally the highways that the early European and the original inhabitants of the area used as their travel corridors. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to be back with Miss Sherlene talking about Ramsey Canyon Inn and all of the great surrounding area right after this. Welcome back, Arizona homeowners, to Rosie on the House, where we're visiting with newfound friend Shirlene DeSantis, owner of Ramsey Canyon Inn. Jennifer and I have stayed at the inn before. It was absolutely adorable and very comfortable facility, gorgeous surrounding areas. When people ask us where to go, we regularly say, if you haven't been to Ramsey Canyon, you got to go. But yeah, we haven't been back. Jennifer, we got to put that on our calendar.
1: I think every staycation we have is actually on our calendar. So, yeah. I'll <laughs> put it on there, but I think it should be up top.
0: All right. Well, Miss Charlene, we'd like to bring you back into the conversation. We're talking about the number one reason Ramsey Canyon is known throughout the world and it's the birding. Correct. And 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 bird watching is one of those activities that I love doing with my grandchildren. It forces us to get outside, geocaching, hiking, bird watching, exploring. Talk a little bit about what Ramsey Canyon is known for specifically.
2: Well, specifically, it's known for its hummingbirds. Uh, We're in the migration path of the birds that, that go to Mexico and South America in the winter, and then they come up to... Uh, the United States in the summer, and they go as far as Alaska, where they nest and raise their babies, and then in the winter they go back down to Mexico again. So we're right at that migration path, and we have a year-round stream, so there's always water here. It's the perfect place for birds to go through.
0: I I heard a story from recreational boaters down in the Gulf that they actually hang— the hummingbird feeders feeders off their yachts and boats by the hundreds, and that as these migrating waves come through, they can literally, the boat could be enveloped with migrating hummingbirds.
2: Well, that's true, and and I'll tell you, there is a a hummingbird that's east of the Mississippi, the ruby-throated hummingbird, and every year it migrates across the Gulf of Mexico. That's 500 or 600 miles of open water. That's on, on, non, a non-stop flight for a little hummingbird.
0: That's, they a, go to that's wings that are this big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy they,
2: cow! They start out in Florida. They increase their body weight by thirty percent, and then they just take off. And they they love finding the boats along the way.
0: Golly! So how many how many hummingbirds could someone see at Ramsey Canyon?
2: The fall migration is the best migration, and that is July, August, September. And at that time, they seem to come to Ramsey Canyon, and then they stay here until it gets cold, and then they go ahead and go down south. When they're coming back in spring, they'll start coming in March and April and May, but they're on their way to wherever they're going to go nest, so they don't hang out here so much. Oh. We have about eight species that that actually do nest here but the rest of them sort of go away but in in august september you should be able to see 12 to 14 species of hummingbirds in ramsey canyon at my feeders Uh, i probably have the best place in the canyon to get the best variety of hummingbird feeders i know i have the best place in
0: the canyon I, I, i guess i wasn't i wasn't aware that there were 14 or 15 different types of hummingbirds i've got my little audubon book and I think there's about eight or nine or ten in there. How, how many varieties of hummingbirds are there?
2: Well, if you go to South America, there's over 300, so we're oh, a drop goodness. in the bucket.
1: Wow. Sherlyn, so, can you identify all 14 just by looking? Yes, I can.
2: Yeah? I was really lucky when I opened the Bed and Breakfast. I got to be involved in the hummingbird banding project here at my Bed and Breakfast, and so I got a really good education on hummingbirds. Is
1: that mostly a color
2: differentiation when you're looking? No, it's it's color, it's shape, it's uh, the length of the bill. It's uh, a lot of different things.
0: Oh, man, that's fantastic. Ramsey Canyon, the hummingbird capital of the United States. Correct. Now, is, where else could I go in the United States to see 10 or 12 or 13 or 14 of the different hummingbirds?
2: If you went to Texas, you might get 10, 12. Oh. I'm not sure. Uh, California, m- maybe four or five. But definitely southern Arizona, the, the corridor here is is definitely has the most hummingbirds at one time.
0: Well, it looks like in perusing your website here, the rooms of the inn are named after the different species of the hummingbirds.
2: Yes, they are.
0: Well, you've got about nine more rooms to build, don't you?
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is is the how many how many rooms do you have? How many guests can you accommodate?
2: Well, in the bed and breakfast, I have 6 rooms all with private baths. And then across the creek, I have a little duplex that has two one bedroom housekeeping suites. We don't take children in the bed and breakfast, but we have we allow children out in the suites. And therefore, people who they have a full kitchen, living room, bedroom, bathroom and people who want to stay for a little longer or want a more private experience in the canyon will like to stay out there and cook their own meals. We don't serve breakfast to our sweet guests, but they get the pie every day, just like all of the other guests do.
1: You wouldn't need anything else. (laughs) Uh, She's (laughs) won over 100 ribbons on her pie. Yeah, she calls
0: it, you get the pie. Well, over 100 blue ribbons she's won with her pies.
1: Do you make
2: them all by yourself? Uh, Well, I recently hired a chef. And I have taught him how to make pies, and he's doing a very good job. So uh, I did all of my own cooking up until the last year. Impressive. That is a lot of work.
0: Miss Sherlene (laughs) of the Ramsey Canyon Inn. We'll come back visiting a little bit about how many different other birds that someone might see other than the hummingbirds. What else is there to do? If you elect to take the Ramsey Canyon Inn as your headquarters, what can be seen in and about here at Rosie on the House? Welcome back, y'all, to my house. It's Rosie on the house. And actually this morning we we've we've kind of gotten comfortable in the great room of somebody else's house. Miss Shirlene DeSantis, the owner of Ramsey Canyon Inn, down in beautiful Ramsey Canyon. You just get to Sierra Vista, you head a little bit south, Do you see the sign that takes you right into Ramsey Canyon. You drive up there until the road dead ends, and that's her house. She's right there. It's absolutely a beautiful setting hummingbird capital of the world let's talk a little bit about some of the other birds somebody might see and what what do you see i mean visitors from around the world come here just to see certain birds
2: yes they do there's certain birds that that are are seen here that aren't seen anywhere else need to correct you that this is not the hummingbird capital of the world, just the United
0: States. You are absolutely right. You had mentioned South America is the capital of the world, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, they have 300, and we have 15. But yeah, that's, that's right. It's impressive <laughs> for all the United right. States. <laughs> so
0: birders um can take their life list life lists are lists that bird watchers compile and they score that I've registered I've seen this bird and they record the date and where they were and what a life list you you can get some people that are pretty aggressive about completing that life list
1: Absolutely <laughs> Tell us your story about the
2: gentleman that came just for uh, I have had several people we had a an Aztec thrush, which was a rare bird for, for the United States up up here in our canyon. And I saw people actually fly out from back east, rent a car in Tucson, drive up, look at the bird, get in their car and go back home it's just because they needed that bird on their list.
0: That's absolutely incredible. And which bird was
2: it? That time it was an Aztec thrush. There's been uh, several birds over the, the past years. Last year, we had, um, last year we had a
0: rare one here. I'm sorry. That's okay. And so
1: they just, how would you end up with just a rare one? One, just somebody got off course, or how they does just...
0: the how does the word get out that it's there? Is that social networking? People, are, I've got, I've, I've scored this on my life list, and people monitor it.
2: Yeah, there's there's a website, uh, and I forget what it's called, but everybody when everybody anybody uh, sees a rare bird, they post it on that website and that's anywhere in the United States and so people can always daily check that website and see what birds are there and you know climate change causes different birds to come in uh, uh, storms can blow birds in from that normally wouldn't be here. A lot of different things can cause unusual birds to be here and we've noticed in the last few years with uh, the weather climate change that more more and more rare birds are moving up into southern Arizona from Mexico.
0: So a banker in Charlotte could get pinged on a social network that this Aztec thrush is being spotted in Ramsey Canyon. He closes the bank, jumps on an airplane, rents a car, <laughs> and comes <in> just to <laughs> see that bird. <laughs> yep. Have you kept track of how many total different Types of birds have been registered in the canyon. Can I see? No, I haven't. But can I see fifty? Can I see fifty different
2: kinds? Over three hundred. Over three hundred.
0: Over three hundred different kind of birds right there in Ramsey Canyon.
2: Right, right, right in uh, Ramsey Canyon, or the or or this whole area here, the whole valley area. uh, Well over three hundred birds have been have been recorded.
0: Okay, now I consider myself a decent birder, not a great birder. I mean, I can tell you the difference between a phenopepla and a penguin, but um...
1: <laughs> I think I can do that. <laughs> you actually are pretty good. You you catch color and beak more than I can even begin to.
0: It, it it gets hard, but if 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 I wanted to become better, and I think on our next trip down, I, could you set me up with with a real trained eye that could take me to my next level in birding?
2: Oh, absolutely. We have uh, several guides in the area. That's all they do uh, year-round, and if you wanted the maximum number of birds to add to your list or just to see the maximum number of birds, you would definitely want to hire a guide because they know exactly where these birds are, what tree they're hanging out in, uh, what dirt road they're down. They know They know because they all they all talk and they all uh, keep a record of where where they see things. And Ramsey Canyon has elegant trogons, and that's one of our, our our rare birds in the United States that is known to be in Ramsey Canyon. And people come from all over to see that. A Red-faced warbler has been showing up, and that's kind of a rare a rare bird in this this area. Um, last year we had a. Um, I can't remember.
0: I'm sorry. That's all right. Shoot. With over 300 different species to pick, it would be hard to remember all of those. All right. So, So we want to thank you for participating in our Arizona staycation. The winners of our Rosie on the House Sanderson Ford staycation will be staying at Ramsey Canyon. We appreciate your hospitality and willingness to do that. When they arrive, if they... If they like to watch the hummingbirds at the window for the breakfast table, but then want to get out and about and see the surrounding areas, in that corner of the state, where would you send somebody that wanted to see outside Ramsey Canyon?
2: Oh, there's so much to see. Tombstone and Bisbee are two really neat little historic towns that have... Just many, many things going on. It's particularly Bisbee. Bisbee has some great restaurants and some some nice uh, bands in the evening to listen to good music. And uh, if for people who are interested in history, the Fort Huachuca has an amazing museum that goes all the way back to the Calvary days and up to the high tech uh, communications that it is known for now
0: and and Um, so so a civilian can access the base in the the museums actually on the base on the post
2: yes it is yes it is and there's good birding out on the on the post too there are several canyons out there where they get uh, the elegant trogan like we get here and many of the same birds we get here
0: so you've got Fort Huachuca on your list you've got Bisbee on your list you've got Tombstone on your list isn't Karshner Cavern just 20 or 30 minutes away
2: Yes, that's not far at all, and that's amazing. Everybody needs to see that. That's that, a living cavern.
0: And Jennifer, you've arranged—that's a state park. You've arranged for our winners to have pass, family mm-hmm. pass to that for right? a
2: tour.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's absolutely incredible. It is really one of the more intriguing little corners, and I I think it's a bypassed corner of the state. Quite frankly, I I, I think it's one of the under visited areas, I guess unless you're a birder.
2: (laughs) Well, I think you're probably right.
0: All right, so you're going to prepare a cobbler and a pie and a breakfast for your guests. Now, what are the guests doing generally for their other meals?
2: Well, we have a couple of really good family-owned and operated restaurants out this way. Sierra Vista is 10 minutes away. It has just about every chain that you could possibly want. But most people like to go to a nice family-owned restaurant, and we have a really good Italian restaurant that's just five miles from the inn. And then we have another little restaurant that's that's uh, called the Outside Inn. It's been here almost 30 years, and uh, they have kind of a European kind of cuisine, really, really good food.
0: And the Italian restaurant, what is it called?
2: It's called Mimosa, and the people are actually from northern Italy
0: fantastic so a couple great places there how about where are you gonna send me if if uh, I finished the hike I've seen the gould turkey I've seen the deer uh maybe I've seen an elegant trogan is that what it's called Trogan? yes, yes. okay so I, I i'm feeling pretty good about myself and I want to buy the best steak in the county where are you gonna send me
2: I don't know. I don't eat steak,
0: so oh, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, All
2: right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who would have the best steak. The outside in might have a good steak.
0: Well, I'm, uh, in Bisbee, you could. Because that was one of the things I, I could still remember the filet mignon I had at the Mesquite Right. <laughs> right. Well, there's
2: not another place like that. You know, we have uh, the Texas Roadhouse, but in Sierra Vista. Now, there's over in Bisbee, there's the Cafe Roca. Okay. Have you heard of that?
0: I, I have heard of it. Now what will I find on their menu? What what are they known uh, for?
2: It's it's amazing. The owner used to be a chef at the Arizona Biltmore and he came down to Bisbee many years ago, almost 30 years ago and fell in love with Bisbee and opened this little restaurant which has grown and grown and grown and he's people come from all over the state to eat there and and he has a very nice menu. He has decent Servings, you get five courses, mm. and it's it's you don't get too much on your plate. That by the time your dinner actually comes, you're too full. You know, it's got you get a, a small little salad, a small little soup, and then then your entree, and then a, and then a dessert. It's and a and in between, you get a, a clean, cleansing palate sorbet. <laughs> but and it's odds where I would somebody wanted a really great dinner that's where i would send them now how far how outside, far
0: down the road is that how, how big a drive yeah, is 30
2: that? minutes away okay all to, right. to, to so you're
0: in bisbee in 30 minutes
2: right but okay. i think the outside end probably has good steaks. i just don't know because i don't well, i guess I we'll just go. have to
1: come down there and find out yeah, so we can tell right about it, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right right so I'm sorry to, you want to get back to where we were.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You know, one of the one of the we have friends that live, you know, kind of over the hill from you there in Sonoida. So we get to Sonoida quite often and there there there's been some great restaurants there as well that didn't last. that always broke my heart to see them close. There was Canellas, there was Overland Trout, you know, just some really great. And we we don't make it a rule but if we find out one of our staycation winners went to a franchise national franchise restaurant, we, we don't pay for those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> we we
0: want we want everybody experiencing the very depth and heart of the region by diving into the locally owned operated institutions just like yours.
2: Well, Bisbee has a lot of those neat little little. Restaurants—they have a great Mexican restaurant, and and all little restaurants that are for gluten-free people, you know, healthy eating. And it, Bisbee really has a lot of good ones. But we have our two that I absolutely love, and then we have also have some Asian restaurants that are uh, locally owned and operated. We have an awesome Japanese restaurant called Tanuki. Yes, we,
1: Marshall and, uh, we visited with Marshall and, and Dolan. They were trying to remember the name of that one. There, <laughs> That's I right.
0: Too. Neither, neither one of them <laughs> yeah. can remember the I'm, name of it. That's so funny. <laughs> we never
1: did get to it. But, you know, I see here on your website as well, Shirlene, you host weddings. That would be a wonderful place for weddings. Let's give out Shirlene's information so that people can find her.
0: That's Ramsey Canyon Inn. And the winner of this month's staycation gets to stay there. They get to go to the Folklore Center. And watch Dolan Ellis perform. They get passes to the Karstner Caverns. We've got to try and make arrangements for them to get a dinner at one of Miss Shirley's favorite restaurants in the area. All and, right. And we'll finish putting the package there together. Miss Shirleen, I can't thank you enough. For taking time out of your busy schedule, I know I have a clue of what it takes to run a bed and breakfast. A family operation we have is a is a fishing operation that houses about 18 people, so you're constantly at work. I can't thank you enough for taking this hour to share with us. Appreciate it, and thank you very much. Congratulations on all your success at Ramsey Canyon Inn.
2: Thank you. It was nice speaking with you, Rosie and Jennifer. You as well.
0: Charlene DeSantis, owner of Ramsey Canyon Inn. We're doing this to highlight the entire area in and about and around Sierra Vista, which is the destination of the Sanderson Ford, Rosie on the House staycation for this month. And featuring in our staycation segment of today's show, what else could we do? But one of the seven wonders of the world located right here in the great state of Arizona it's our own Grand Canyon.
1: Do you know how many people live in Arizona were raised in Arizona and have never been to the Grand Canyon? They
0: should be expelled, expelled. to California.
1: <laughs> no no we should encourage them to go.
0: Yeah they They're really should. Oh uh, so we've got the staycation package travelers the winners traveling to the Grand Canyon this particular month. What kind of package and bundle have you been able to put together for them?
1: Well, you know, we love the stories of the Grand Canyon, and we had Roger Naylor on last year talking about his new book about the Kolb brothers. So in the staycation package, they will get a signed copy of Roger Naylor's The the Amazing Kolb Brothers of the Grand Canyon. It'll be really fun to read that while you're sitting by the the edge of the grand door, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, maybe right there next to the Kolb studio. Yeah, you know, there you just go. Just leaning up against the little rim wall that's there alongside the rim trail there. would be a perfect place to soak it all in, maybe even catch a flight of an overhead condor.
1: That's right. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> it's all right there.
1: Well, The Kolb
0: brothers, what an interesting story they have compiled, building their empire right there on the very ledge, on the very precipice, the very rim of the South Rim of the Grand Canyon, Kolb Studios, one of the more impressive buildings I've seen. And then you look at some of the photographs they've taken and the film documentary they made of floating down the Grand Canyon. Pretty incredible story.
1: Well, of course, they'll get to go. This trip starts with going to Sanderson Ford and picking out their choice, the winner's choice of a vehicle off their demo lot. And then they take that little vehicle and they can drive up the highway. They'll have in their car, they'll have magazines from Arizona Highways and guidebooks that can maybe stop and even do a few hikes along the way.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The Arizona, the new Arizona Highways uh, guidebook is hot off the press. It's brand new. They're featuring it by segments and by activities. So they are a great set of books that we'll have included in there. Now, once they get up to the Grand Canyon Village, where are we going to put them up?
1: They're going to stay at the newly remodeled Yavapai Lodge. Here's their tagline. You have a pie lodge where natural beauty meets the magic of convenience. So it's newly remodeled. It's right inside the park itself. Um, It has an east wing and a west wing. On the east wing, you have two stories, newly remodeled rooms. They are air-conditioned, and it's not pet-friendly. So if you want to bring your little furry babies, you have to stay on the west wing. And it's mid-century modern, newly remodeled as well, pet-friendly, and you even get a little pet package if you bring your pet. Doggy bags and little bowls to feed and water. They'll even a leash take a little travel a little kennel. kennel to yeah. the room, right? Yeah. yeah. So isn't that cool? So if I you think love your most doggy. people
0: travel with their dogs don't put them in a kennel in the room. Well, and if, and if <laughs> most they, people that are that close to their pets, the pet's in the bed with the, with the folks.
1: Well, that's probably true. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. So anyway, the Yavapai Lodge, if you go to their website, um, they have a wonderful page Show on the Lodge itself, and it gives you a place to plan your adventure. And you can go by, um, you can look at what's going on up in the area. It gives you a two-day things to think about. If you're there for two days, here's some things to do. If you're here for three days, here's some things to do. Bright Angel Trail, whitewater rafting, hiking, just whatever you want to do up there.
0: If you're traveling to the Grand Canyon, no. It's probably it's one of the, I think it's the number one tourist destination spot in the state of Arizona. And you have to plan accordingly. You're not just going to show up and get a seat on a borough ride down to the bottom of Phantom Ranch. This that's is true. That's something that takes a little planning and a little foresight and uh, some reservations.
1: Well, even some of the trails... Like, um, have a supai. Don't you have to have a permit to get down there? I tried to get one last year, and we couldn't get one. Those are are hard to get. We tried on the day it opened. It was already, the phones were so busy, you couldn't get through. So you have to really want it and work at it if you want to be able to do some of those. But to just walk around El Tavar and sit on the edge of the canyon and watch the beautiful views, you can't beat it.
0: No, you really can't. So sunsets, sunrise, uh, maybe, a, maybe in April a little cloud inversion that always makes a very dramatic sight at the Grand Canyon. I hope whoever wins and gets up there does take the time just to travel down one of the trails just a little bit. Uh, Yavapai, uh, uh, I'm sorry, South Kaibab is a nice trail. It, uh, it's a little bit steep, but it gets you out to uh, Juniper Point, and and get you there fairly quickly it's a commanding view of the grand canyon you can do the same on bright angel and get down to indian gardens it's a little bit farther of a hike uh, but it gets you closer to the river and it does get you to a very beautiful location
1: you can do both those without a permit
0: you day hikes just there and back Mm -hmm. you can I, i i'm almost positive i'm um, just Check. tell him Rosie said it was okay. <laughs> See what that gets you. Yeah, I'll come up. I'll come up to Grand Canyon Village and bail you out if that's the case. So we're packaging these, these staycations per destination specific every month. RosieOnTheHouse.com the only place in the world for you to register for your Arizona staycation. Romy, what have you got coming up?
3: It's the eight o'clock hour. We're out in the garden with Mister J Harper of the Farm's Choice. But I wanted to mention that the uh, there was a caller by the name of Nicole who just moved down from Prescott, and this was the first time she heard the broadcast. And was trying to figure out where do I enter this staycation? Well, it's Rosie, uh, and and because she's a new listener, I got to state this: it, it, you spell that the masculine way, R O S I E, on the dot and we put a new tab on our menu bar. So when you get there across the top, you've got the homepage, our certified partners homeowner resources e events and then right there staycation tab right next to our 30th anniversary tab click on it enter to win right there each month we send you to some new destination in arizona if you want to know where that destination is we'll get one of our home maintenance calendars we've got the whole year lined out you can order that for free while you're online right there under the homeowner resources in the calendar tab